0: Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to the Hebraic Heritage Ministries Yeshiva Discipleship Program. This is the second teaching in the series that we're doing entitled, Is Yeshua Yahweh? And this teaching is going to cover the Shekinah, We're going to show you in this teaching that Yeshua is the Shekinah or the glory of the Lord. And this teaching is going to be in four different sections. The first section is going to explain to you what is the Shekinah and how do the rabbis define the Shekinah And from the associations that they make of the Shekinah, we're going to see that Yeshua is the Shekinah. Secondly, we are going to then look at uh, characteristics or principles that are associated with the Shekinah. Thirdly, we are going to look at what the rabbis uh, define as being the Shekinah from Genesis to Mount Sinai. And then fourthly, we're going to see how in the greater Exodus, in the gathering and uniting of the 12 tribes of Israel that will occur during the last three and a half years before Yeshua sets his feet down on the Mount of Olives, that Yeshua in the form of the Shekinah or the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night, that he will be gathering the exiles back to the land of Israel. So we're going to look at uh, principles in scriptures that allows us to understand those things. So let's begin by looking at our first slide. And this first slide comes from Targum Jonathan. Now, for those of you who are not familiar with the Targums, that uh, the Targums are the Aramaic paraphrases that were read to teach the Torah, in the first century. And there are two primary Targums, and they are Targum Onkelos and Targum Jonathan Ben Uziel. So when I refer to Targum Jonathan, it's Targum Jonathan Ben Uziel, and that's from which our first slide comes. So from Targum Jonathan to Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 21 as found in the book, the Targums of Onkelos and Jonathan ben Uziel on the Pentateuch by Etherich on page 585. It is written, For the Shekinah of the Lord your God is among you, the great and fearful God. Now, if we literally look at the text of Deuteronomy in chapter 7 and verse 21, the literal text says, you shall not be affrightened at them for the Lord your God is among you, a mighty God and fearful. Well, where the text says literally the Lord your God Targum Jonathan renders this as being the Shekinah of the Lord your God. And so they're referring to the Shekinah being the Lord your God or Yahweh your Elohim. Therefore we can see that the Shekinah is referred to as being Yahweh who is the great and fearful God. In the... Midrash Rabbah, Leviticus 25.3, we find that it is explained that the Shekinah is Yahweh your Elohim and has a throne. But can flesh and blood go up into heaven to cleave to the Shekinah, the one of whom it is written, for Yahweh your Elohim is a devouring fire? So the Midrash Rabbah says, Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 24, where it says, Yahweh your Elohim, that's speaking of the Shekinah. And of whom it is written, his throne was fiery flames. Daniel chapter seven, verse nine. And of whom it is further written, a fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. Daniel chapter seven and verse ten. In Exodus chapter 24, verses 16 and 17, we can see that the glory of the Lord is described as a consuming or devouring fire, as it is written. And the glory of the Lord abode upon Mount Sinai in the cloud covered it six days. And the seventh day he called unto Moses out of the midst of the cloud, and the sight of the glory of the Lord was like a devouring fire on the top of the mount in the eyes of the children of Israel. So we can see a couple things from this, and that is the glory of the Lord is the cloud, and the sight of the glory of the Lord is likened unto a devouring fire. So we're then going to see how the glory of the Lord is seen as being the Shekinah. But in looking at the glory of the Lord and how it is related to Yeshua, we're going to do some cross-referencing of Scripture. And we're going to begin by looking at Psalm chapter 29 in verse 3, where it is written, The voice of the Lord is upon the waters the god of glory thunders the lord is upon many waters so here the voice of the lord is said to be upon many waters and then the god of glory thunders we cross reference this with ezekiel chapter 43 verse 2 where it is written And behold, the glory of the God of Israel came from the way of the east, and his voice was like the noise of many waters. Whose voice? Uh, The voice of the glory of the God of Israel. And so, here, the glory of God is described as the noise of many waters, and In Psalm chapter 29, verse 3, in describing the voice of the Lord upon the waters, it says, The God of glory thunders. And we can associate then the glory of the God of Israel to Yeshua in Revelation chapter 1, verse 8 and verse 15, as it is written, I am Alpha and Omega. The beginning and the ending, says the Lord, which is, which was, which is to come, the Almighty. And then in describing Yeshua, it goes on to say, In his feet, like unto fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace, his voice as the sound of many waters. So in describing Yeshua, it's talking about his voice being the sound of many waters. But in Ezekiel chapter 43, verse 2, the one whose voice was like the noise or the sound of many waters is the glory of the God of Israel. So therefore, we can see that Yeshua is the glory of the Lord and we're going to see that the rabbis associate the glory of the Lord with the Shekinah. Thus, we can conclude or make the association that Yeshua is the Shekinah. We can see how Yeshua is is the glory of the Lord from Hebrews in chapter 12, verse 22, 24, and 25, and verse 29, where it is written, But you have come unto Mount Zion, and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to Yeshua, the mediator of the new covenant. And so the subject here is Yeshua, the mediator of the new covenant. Then it says in verse twenty-five, "See that you refuse not him that speaks." Well, who is him that is speaking? It's Yeshua, the mediator of the new covenant. For if they escape not, who refused him that spoke on earth? Well, what is this referring to? It's referring to what happened at Mount Sinai, and so Hebrews twelve twenty-five is telling us. The one that spoke at Mount Sinai is Yeshua, the mediator of the new covenant. And then going on to describe that event, it says in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 29, for our God, the one who spoke at Mount Sinai is a consuming fire. And this is what we're told in Exodus chapter 24, verses 16 and 17, that the glory of, of the God of Israel, the sight of the glory of the God of Israel was like a devouring fire. So we can see here how Yeshua is being linked with the events at Mount Sinai and the glory of the Lord. In the book written by Rabbi Savi Nasi in 1863, the book entitled, Plurality in the Godhood, or how can three be one? He explains, Rabbi Menachem of R- Rakanati. Now, this is an Italian rabbi who lived in the Middle Ages and commenting to Exodus chapter 24, verse 1, where it says, and he said to Moses, come up unto Yahweh that we find this explanation. The great and exalted God is speaking to Moses. He said unto him that he should come up to Jehovah, or Yahweh, which is Metatron. Therefore, we see that Metatron is a term for Yahweh, who is oftentimes called with the name of God alluding to the Shekinah, the glory of the Lord which is thus called. So we have the association that is being made here by the rabbis that Yahweh is Metatron, which is the Shekinah, which is the glory of the Lord. We can further see this in this text. And the reason why he says come up is as if he had said, ascend to the place of glory, where there is the angel, the redeemer. Now, when it refers here to the angel, the Hebrew word is malak, which means a messenger. And an angel, as we typically have in our minds of an angel, is a messenger But a messenger of the God of Israel doesn't have to be an angel as we traditionally think of angels. So here it says, ascend to the place of glory where there is the messenger, the malach, the redeemer. So the malach, the messenger, is also the redeemer because no one can come to the great God, for it is written in Exodus 33, verse 20, there shall no men see me and live. And so the great God that's being mentioned here is what the rabbis refer to as Ein Sof, without definition, who we might think of as God the Father, that no one can see him and live because he dwells in light that no one can approach. And so it's the messenger of Yahweh who thus is interacting with Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Moses. And this is who these texts are referring to. Now, in the Midrash Rabbah, Um, in uh, defining and explaining who is Metatron. Metatron is seen as being the body of the Shekinah. Now, the Shekinah is Yahweh, who is also the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. From the Zohar to Numbers, it is explained and Yahweh went before them by day in a pillar of cloud, Exodus chapter 13, verse 21. We should, he said, render thus in Yahweh, that is the Shekinah. So we can see several things here, that the Shekinah is referred to as Yahweh, and the Shekinah is the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. We also understand that the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night is the Shekinah. As we look at Exodus chapter 13, verse 21 in Targum, Jonathan, where it is explained, and the glory of the Shekinah of Yahweh went before them by day in the column of the cloud to lead them in the way. And at night, the column of the cloud removed behind them to darken on their pursuers behind them, but to be a column of fire to enlighten them before that they might go forward by day and by night. Now, if we literally look at the text of Exodus chapter 13 and verse 21, it just says, And Yahweh went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud to lead them the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light To go by day and night. But the Targums render that the one who is doing this or leading them is the Shekinah. So the Shekinah is being associated with Yahweh. Exodus and chapter 30, verses 20 and 21. And they took their journey from Sukkot, they were led by the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. Then, if we look at Exodus chapter 40, verse 34, this cloud is called the glory of the Lord. Then a cloud covered the tent of the congregation, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. So, this is parallelism where the glory of the Lord is the cloud, and the cloud covered the tent of the congregation and the cloud filled the tabernacle. Now, the glory of the Lord is regarded as being able to see and hear. Exodus chapter 16, verse 7 and verse 10, as it is written, And in the morning, then you shall see the glory of the Lord, for that he hears your murmurings against the Lord. And what are we that you should murmur against us? And it came to pass, as Aaron spake unto the whole congregation of the children of Israel, that they looked toward the wilderness, and behold, the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. So we can see the association of the cloud with the glory of the Lord. And this glory of the Lord is referred to as being Yeshua. In Revelation chapter 21, wherein in verse 2, it is written, And I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Verse 3, And I heard a great voice out of heaven, saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them. So in verse 1, it describes the new heaven and the new earth, which is likened to a tabernacle, Revelation chapter 21 and verse 3. Then in describing the new Jerusalem, which is a city of the new heavens and the new earth, the new Jerusalem is described this way, Revelation 21 verse 23, In the city had no need of the sun, neither the moon, to lighten it. For the glory of God did lighten it. That's the Shekinah. And the Lamb, that is Yeshua the Messiah, is the light thereof. So we can see that Yeshua is the glory of the Lord. Yeshua is the Shekinah. Now if we look at the book by Rabbi Zevi Nasi written in 1863, entitled Plurality in the Godhead, or how can three be one? He explains that the Shekinah is the angel of Yahweh or the messenger of Yahweh who is God. Rabbi Menachem of Rakanati gave me the following instruction to Exodus chapter 14, verse 19, and then comparing that to Exodus chapter 13, verse 21. And the malach, translated as angel in the King James, who is Elohim or God, removed. This malach or the messenger belongs to the court of justice of the Holy One, blessed be his name. And the word Elohim or God in the Hebrew grammar Is not in the genitive case. Therefore, we must translate the Hebrew as being the Malach, who is Elohim or God. Therefore, we can see how the the messenger is God. Now, in the Art Scroll of Genesis, volume 1, page 380, the rabbis teach that there is a heavenly Jerusalem. They explain there is a Jerusalem on high. And in Hebrews in chapter 8 and verse 5, it is explained that the tabernacle that Moses was instructed to build is patterned after the heavenly tabernacle as it is written who serve under the example and shadow of heavenly things as Moses was admonished of God when he was about to make the tabernacle for see says he that you make all things according to the pattern shown to you in the mount from the Zohar to Exodus we see that it is taught that the Shekinah is the Malach of the Lord from Exodus chapter 14, verse 19. In the Malach, the angel of God, which went before the camp of Israel, removed and went behind them. Is then the Shekinah called the Malach of the Lord? The answer, says the Zohar, assuredly so. Yes, it is. The Shekinah is the Malach of Yahweh. We can see how the Zohar explains from Exodus that the Shekinah is the messenger between heaven and earth by explaining it this way. For thus says Rabbi Simeon, the Holy One prepared for himself a holy palace, a supernal palace, a holy city, a supernal city, which is called Jerusalem, the Holy City, which is called in Revelation 21, the New Jerusalem. He who wishes to see the king must enter through this holy city and thence take his way to the king. This is the gate of the Lord into which the righteous shall enter. Psalm 118 and verse 20. Every message which the king wishes to send out is sent through the Matrona. The Matrona is another term that the Zohar uses for the Shekinah. And conversely, every message sent from the lower spheres, that would be the earth, to the king must first reach the matrona or the shekinah. And from her, it goes to the king. Thus, the matrona is the messenger, the malak, between the upper regions or the heavenly tabernacle and the lower or the earth. For this reason, she is called the angel, the messenger of God. From now, he who wishes to speak to me must first make known his concerns to you. Hence, the malach of God went behind them. So the Shekinah is the intermediary, the messenger between heaven and earth. So does God the Father have an intermediator, a messenger, Yes, he does. It is the Shekinah who we understand to be Yeshua. In the Zohar to Exodus, section 2, page 143a, referring to the heavenly tabernacle, it is taught that Metatron is over the heavenly tabernacle. And it came to pass that the tabernacle was reared up. The reference being to the other tabernacle, to that which is above, meaning the heavenly tabernacle, wherein the young man or Metatron oversees. Now, we are told in Hebrews in chapter 3 and verse 1 that Yeshua is our high priest and he is the high priest of the heavenly tabernacle. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1, it is written, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Messiah, Yeshua. Then it goes on to state in Hebrews chapter 4, verses 14 through 16, as it is written, Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed in the heavens, Yeshua, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly under the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So the rabbis teach there's a heavenly tabernacle. There's a Jerusalem which is above and Metatron oversees that heavenly tabernacle. The birth a shot the new covenant, explains to us that Yeshua is our high priest and we can come boldly to his throne, referring to the heavenly tabernacle, to find grace and help in a time of need. Even as the rabbis explain that there's a messenger between the lower spheres and the upper world and that messenger is the matrona, the shekinah. We are told in 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 5 that Yeshua is the mediator between the Father and man. As it is written, there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man, Messiah Yeshua. So these concepts of a high priest In the heavenly tabernacle, a mediator between God and men. These are concepts which are taught by the ancient rabbis. We can see that Yeshua is our mediator from Hebrews chapter 9, verse 15, and Hebrews chapter 12, verse 24, as it is written. And for this cause, he, that is Yeshua, is the mediator of the New Testament that by means of death for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the First Testament, they which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. And to Yeshua, the mediator of the new covenant and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. From. The book, the plurality and the Godhead, or how can three be one? by rabbis of Nasi, 1863, he explains. And likewise, our rabbis of blessed memory have said that the Shekinah of Yahweh went down with them to the sea. Hence, it is said, the malach, or angel, who is God, removed. Exodus chapter 14, verse 19. If this malach is the Shekinah, once again, the Shekinah is called God, then it, the Shekinah, is called Malak. And this malach or the Shekinah is the prince of the world because the Malak or the Shekinah has the government of God that is placed in his hands. In the book, The Messianic Idea in Israel, by Joseph Klausner, on page 64, he refers to Isaiah in chapter 9, in verse 6. that That is referring to a personal Messiah, wherein it is written, For a child is born unto us, a son is given unto us, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. So here... There's an association made between the government being upon a personal Messiah, and the Zohar explains that the Shekinah, who is God, who is the Malach of the Lord, that the government will be upon his shoulder. So we can make the association and connection that Yeshua is the. Shekinah, and he is Yahweh. And the Shekinah, who is Yahweh, is also the Messiah of Israel. From the Zohar, Volume 3, page 307, Amsterdam edition, Rabbi Zavi Nasi, in his book, Plurality and the Godhead, or how can 3 be one, quotes... From the Zohar, specifying the following. I found the following instruction, respecting the words, kiss the sun. Rabbi Simeon ben-Johai proves, from Isaiah chapter 19, verse 1, that Yahweh, spoken of there as riding upon a swift cloud to execute judgment upon Egypt, is no other than the Son of God spoken of in Psalm chapter 2, verse 12, of which it is said, kiss the The Son. So here the Zohar makes the connection that the Son of God is Yahweh. And this is what Psalm chapter 2, verse 12, is speaking of. Continuing on here, these are his words of triumphing faith You are the faithful shepherd. Who's called? the faithful shepherd, the Shekinah. Concerning you, it is said, Psalm chapter 2, verse 12, kiss the son. You, the Shekinah, of whom it is said, kiss the son who is the faithful shepherd, you are the mighty one of the earth, the Lord of Israel, the Lord of the serving angels, the son of the highest, the son of the holy one, Blessed be he, yes, the Shekinah. So the rabbis link the Shekinah with the Son of the Highest, with the faithful shepherd, who it is written in Psalm chapter 2, verse 12, Kiss the Son. Well, in John chapter 10, verse 11 and verse 14, Yeshua said, He is the good shepherd, as it is written. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life For the sheep. Verse 14. I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. Verse 17. Therefore does my father love me because I lay down my life that I may take it again. So the Zohar associates the Shekinah with the good shepherd. Yeshua said, I am the good shepherd. And so therefore, for those who know what the ancient rabbis taught, and what is mentioned in the Zohar, we can see the connection of Yeshua being the faithful shepherd and being the Shekinah and being the Son of God. Now, referring to Psalm chapter 2, verse 12, as explained in the Zohar, Volume 3, page 281, Amsterdam Edition, God said, Faithful shepherd, verily you are my son. Yes, the Shekinah. You mighty and you angels, kiss the son. All of you arise and kiss him and receive him as your Lord and King. So the association we have here is the Shekinah is your faithful shepherd, the Shekinah is the Son of God. And the Shekinah, the Son of God, you are to receive Israel as your Lord and King. Well, Yeshua in the New Testament, the rit Shah is called the Son of God. He's called the Good Shepherd. And He is Lord and King. Therefore, we make the association that Yeshua is the Shekinah. Yeshua is stated as being king of kings and lord of lords. Revelation chapter 19. And looking at verses 13 and 14, it is written, And he, that is Yeshua, was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. Verses 15 and 16. And out of his mouth, that is the mouth of the word of God, goes a sharp sword that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he has on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So Revelation 19, verse 16, refers to Yeshua as the king of kings and the lord of lords. And the Zohar, speaking of the Shekinah, says, Receive the Shekinah as your lord and king. The Midrash Rabbah to Exodus, Midrash Rabbah, Exodus 52, we have these words. What is the purpose of the tabernacle? to which Moses replied in order that the holy one blessed be he may make his shekinah to dwell there and teach the torah to Israel from the book plurality and the godhead or how can 3 be 1 by rabbi zevi nasi written in 1863 he states these words from the book of creation page 15 we Jews believe that Moses was instructed in all the divine knowledge by no other than the keeper or the guardian of Israel. Psalm chapter 121, verse 4. The teacher of our master Moses was Metatron. And Metatron is Yahweh. Metatron is the Shekinah. And so the teacher of our master Moses is the glory of the Lord. The teacher of our master Moses is Yeshua, the Messiah. Isaiah chapter 33, verse 22, it is written, For Yahweh is our judge, Yahweh is our lawgiver, Yahweh is our king, he will save us. The one that saves us, that is Yeshua, Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, and you will call his name Yeshua, for he will save his people from their sins. So the one that saves us is our king. Yeshua is the king of kings, Revelation 19, verse 16. And the one that saves us, that our king, is also our lawgiver. And the one that's the lawgiver is also our judge. James chapter 4, verse 12, it is written, there is one lawgiver who is able to save. The one that saves is also the lawgiver. Therefore, Yeshua is the lawgiver, and he was the one that taught Moses at Mount Sinai. Yeshua is referred to by the rabbis as Metatron, who is the Shekinah. Here it is explained in the Zohar to Genesis that the Shekinah is also the deliverer of the world and the protector of mankind. While they were sitting, midnight arrived, and Rabbi Judah said to Rabbi Jose. he then commenced, the malach, the messenger, who delivered me from all evil. This is the same as the one mentioned in the verse, Behold, I send a malach, an angel before you. Exodus chapter 23, verse 20, who, as we have laid down, is the deliverer of the world, the protector of mankind. In Romans chapter 11, and verse 26, we see that Yeshua is the deliverer. It is written, so all Israel shall be saved as it is written. Now this is quoting Isaiah 59 verse 20. There shall come out of Zion the deliverer and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. The deliverer is the Messiah who is the Shekinah who is Metatron. Let's summarize what we've covered so far in this teaching. Number one, the Shekinah is Yahweh and Elohim. Number two. The Shekinah is a consuming fire. Number three. The Shekinah is the glory of God. Number four. The Shekinah is the Malak, the messenger of the Lord. Number five. The Shekinah is the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. Number six. The Shekinah belongs to the court of justice. Number seven, the Shekinah is the messenger between heaven and earth. Number eight, the government is placed in the hands of the Shekinah. Number nine, the Shekinah is the son of God. Number 10, the Shekinah is the faithful shepherd. Number 11, the Shekinah is the deliverer of Israel. Number 12, the Shekinah is Israel's king. 13, Metatron is the Shekinah. Number 14, Metatron or the Shekinah taught the Torah to Moses. And from all these associations, we should be able to easily recognize and see that that which is being described by the rabbis we can link and associate with Yeshua. Therefore, Yeshua is the Shekinah. So this is the first of four sections that we are going to be teaching you in this session. And so in this next session, we're going to be sharing with you then principles of the Shekinah. Because in the first section, we wanted to establish for you that Yeshua is Yahweh, Yeshua is the Shekinah. So what are some principles that are associated with the Shekinah? In the Talmud, in Sanhedrin 22a, the following is taught, that when you pray, you're to pray as if the Shekinah is with you. Rabbi Hanah, son of Biznah, who said in the name of Rabbi Simeon the pious, He who prays should regard himself as if the Shekinah, now the Shekinah is the dwelling presence, were before him, as it is written, I have set God always before me. Psalm chapter 16, in verse 8. Once again, the Talmud is making association and stating. That the Shekinah is God. From the Midrash Rabbah, Volume Two, Page Eight Hundred Four, it is taught that the Shekinah accompanies the righteous. Rabbi Simeon, son of Yohai, taught: Wherever the righteous go, the Shekinah accompanies them. Given that. The Shekinah is with the righteous. Yeshua stated in Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 and 20, that he is with those who believe on him and love him and keep his commandments. He's with his people always. Therefore, Yeshua is making a link and associating himself with the Shekinah. And Yeshua came and spoke unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. He goes on to say, Go into all the world and teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the ages. Amen. It is taught in the Talmud and Soda 3b, that the Shekinah originally dwelt with each individual. However, when Israel sinned or committed the sin of the golden calf, the Shekinah departed. Therefore, we understand this principle, that the Shekinah, that is the dwelling presence of the God of Israel, will not dwell with sin, will not dwell and abide With mixed worship. That is what the golden calf represented. Rabbi Hizna said at first, before Israel sinned, that is, committed the sin of the golden calf, the Shekinah abode with each individual, as it is said, for Yahweh your Elohim walks in the midst of your camp. Deuteronomy chapter 23, verse 14. When they sinned, that is, committed the sin of the golden calf, the Shekinah departed from them. As it is said that he see no unclean thing in you and turn away from you. Deuteronomy chapter 23 and verse 14. It is taught, Midrash Rabbah Leviticus 1.14, that the Shekinah manifests to chosen individuals. In this world, the Shekinah manifests itself only to chosen individuals. However, in the time to come, the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. Once again, we see the association. The Shekinah is called the glory of the Lord. But His glory will be revealed and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 5. Now, understanding... So far, what the Shekinah is and its associations and that the Shekinah appears to chosen individuals, we can now look at Acts chapter 9, verses 3 and 4 as it is written. And as he, that is Paul, journeyed, he came near Damascus and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. So what would that light be? That light would be the Shekinah. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice. That's the voice that comes from the Shekinah. Saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Now, who was speaking to Paul? It was Yeshua. And how did he appear to him? In the form of a light. And he spoke out of that light. That light is the Shekinah. Yeshua is the Shekinah. The Shekinah appears to chosen individuals. Continuing on, Acts chapter 9 in Yeshua, appearing and speaking to Paul, it is written, Acts chapter 9, verses 5 and 6, Who are you, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Yeshua, whom you persecute. It's hard for you to kick against the pricks. And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what will you have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it will be told you what you must do. It is taught, Midrash Rabbah, Leviticus eleven seven, 7, that the Shekinah, or the dwelling presence of God, dwells or abides with those who study the Torah, or you might say, seek to keep the commandments of the Torah. If there be no Torah scholars, there be no Torah study. If there be no Torah study there will be neither synagogues nor houses of study. If there are no synagogues and houses of study, the Holy One, blessed be He, will not permit His Shekinah to abide in this world. The principle is the Shekinah abides upon and with those who study Torah, those who seek to follow the Torah. Now, it is taught in the Sanchino, Zohar, Deuteronomy, section 3, page 261b, that where any two or three are gathered together to study the Torah, the Shekinah is with them. Rabbi Judah said, Higher even than the prayer is the converse of two or three companions on matters of the Torah. For they shall come to no harm since the Shekinah accompanies them. From the Torah Anthology to the Twelve Prophets, Volume 2, page 537, the sages of the rabbis have expounded that if two are seated sharing words of the Torah, the divine presence, or the Shekinah, is with them. Well, given that the divine presence dwells or abides with those who study the Torah or seeks to follow the Torah, hear these words of Yeshua in John chapter 14, verse 21 and verse 23. He that has my commandments and keeps them, that means follows Torah, he it is that loves me, and he that loves me shall be loved in my Father, and I will love him, and I will manifest myself to him. Yeshua answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words. And my father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. We will abide. We will shakan. And so Yeshua affirms this principle. In the Midrash Rabbah, volume 9, page 13, the rabbis teach... That when the Torah is taught publicly, the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, rests upon him. Whoever teaches the Torah publicly merits that the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh, should rest on him. From the Talmud, Sanhedrin 7a, it is taught, A judge who judges truthfully causes the Shekinah to dwell. Rabbi Naaman said, reporting Rabbi Jonathan, a judge who delivers a judgment in perfect truth causes the Shekinah to dwell in Israel, for it is written, Psalm 82, verse 1, God stands in the congregation of God. In the midst of the judges, he judges. And he who does not deliver judgments in perfect truth causes the Shekinah to depart from the midst of Israel for it is written because of the oppression of the poor because of the sighing of the needy now will I arise says the Lord Psalm chapter 12 and verse 5 so we have this principle that the Shekinah dwells whenever we study the Torah whenever we teach the Torah whenever we seek to follow the Torah but the Shekinah won't dwell where there is sin and where there is perverted judgment. It is taught in the Talmud in Sanhedrin 42a that one who prays the benediction over the new moon welcomes the Shekinah. Rabbi Ahat, son of Hanina, also said in the name of Rabbi Asi in Rabbi Johanan's name, Whoever pronounces the benediction over the new moon in its due time welcomes, as it were, the presence of the Shekinah. For one passage states this month, Exodus chapter 12, verse 2, while elsewhere it is said, This is my God, and I will glorify him. Exodus chapter 15 in verse 2. It is explained in the Talmud and Soda 14A that The way in which you walk after Yahweh your Elohim is to walk after his Shekinah. But how do you walk after the Shekinah? You do what the Shekinah does. Here it says, Rabbi Hamah, son of Rabbi Hanina, further said, What means the text, you shall walk after Yahweh your Elohim? Deuteronomy chapter 13, verse 4. Is it then possible for a human being to walk after the Shekinah? Once again, the Shekinah is associated with Yahweh your Elohim. For has it not been said that Yahweh your Elohim or the Shekinah is a devouring fire? Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 24. The meaning is this that we are to walk after the attributes of the Holy One. As He clothes the naked, it is written from Genesis chapter 3, verse 21. And the Lord God made for Adam and for his wife coats of skin and clothed them. So do you clothe the naked. The Holy One blessed be he, he visits the sick. Genesis chapter 18, verse 1. And the Lord appeared unto him by the oaks of Mamre. So do you also visit the sick. Well, visiting the sick is one of the things along with clothing the naked that Yeshua said followers rules of him should do. Therefore, Yeshua is linking himself with the Shekinah. Matthew chapter 25, verse 34, verse 36 and verse 40. Then shall the king say, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Why? Naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me and the king will answer and say inasmuch as you've done unto one of the least of these my brethren you've done it unto me and so by doing these things you are walking after the attributes and the character of Yahweh your Elohim the Shekinah who is Yeshua it is taught in the zohar number section 3 page 187a that a man should have his head covered because the Shekinah rests on his head. And head covering is a sign that you are stating that you are under authority, that you are submitted to one that is higher than you. That would be the God of Israel. It says from Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verse 14, the wise man's eyes are in his head. Where, it may be asked, should they be, if not, in his head? What it means, however, is this. We have learned that a man should not go four cubits with his head uncovered, the reason being that the Shekinah rests on the head. Conversion is said to bringing one under the wings of the Shekinah. Midrash Rabba, Song of Songs, one twenty-two. It is said in the souls which they made in Haran. Rabbi Hunia said, Abraham used to convert the men and Sarah the women. Then why is it stated, which they made in Haran? It teaches that Abraham, our father, used to bring them into his house and give them food and drink, and be friendly to them and attract them and convert them and bring them under the wings. Of the Shekinah. The Shekinah's attributes are associated with feminine attributes. The Shekinah represents those attributes of the compassionate one that are, in human terms, seen as being feminine. Thus, we speak of the motherly closeness of the compassionate one who seeks to nurture and protect us we are speaking of the Shekinah. One of the metaphors which our tradition uses to describe this closeness is that of a mother bird who takes her young under her wings. When we come close to the compassionate one, we have said to be coming under the wings of the Shekinah. This is uh, going to finish section two of this teaching on Yeshua, the Shekinah. And in section two, we looked at principles that are associated with the Shekinah. For example, we looked at that uh, you should um, walk after the attributes of the Shekinah. You should um, clothe the naked. And you should visit the sick and one who studies Torah and seeks to follow the commandments that the Shekinah is with him and the Shekinah accompanies the righteous and wherever two or three are gathered together, the Shekinah rests upon them. And so now we're going to look at section three of this teaching and we're going to Go from Genesis, from the events in the garden, to Mount Sinai, and we're going to see what the rabbis associate with the Shekinah. To begin with, Midrash Rabbah, Numbers 12, 6. Speaking of Genesis chapter 3, verse 8, it says you find that from the beginning of the world's creation, the Shekinah had dwelt in this lower world, as it says, and they heard the voice of Yahweh Elohim walking in the garden. So the literal text says Yahweh Elohim is walking in the garden, but it is rendered or understood that Yahweh, your Elohim, that's in the garden is the Shekinah. From the Zohar, Exodus, section 2, page 60b, it's explained, if you will hearken diligently to the voice of Yahweh your Elohim, the voice of Yahweh your Elohim refers to the Shekinah. Now, in the garden, before Adam sinned, he was clothed with the Shekinah. He was clothed, with the glory of God. This is explained in the Zohar in Exodus, section 2, page 229b. Adam, in the Garden of Eden, was attired in supernal raiment of celestial radiancy. As soon as he was driven from the Garden of Eden had need of form suited for this world, Yahweh, Elohim, Scripture says, made for Adam and for his wife, Garments of skin in Hebrew or which can be rendered light and clothe them. Genesis chapter three, verse 21. Formerly, they were garments of light, which in Hebrew is or to wit of the celestial light in which Adam ministered in the garden of Eden for inasmuch as as it is the resplendency of the celestial light that ministers in the Garden of Eden. When first man entered into the Garden, the Holy One, blessed be, he clothed him first in the raiment of that light, teaching us that the God of Israel wants to dwell with man, and his dwelling presence is his Shekinah. Otherwise, he could not have entered there. When driven out of the garden, however, he had need of other garments, hence garments of skin. It is taught in Targum Jonathan to Genesis chapter 3, verse 24, where it says he he drove out the man from the garden, that that was the place where the glory of his Shekinah dwelt. Now, this Shekinah departed because of Adam's sin. So, we understand a principle here that God will not dwell in sin. That sin causes the Shekinah to depart. Now, we can see from Psalm in chapter 8 and verses 4 and 5, how Adam was clothed or adorned. In the garden, where it says, What is man that you're mindful of him, and the son of man that you visit him? For you've made him a little lower than Elohim, and you've crowned him with kivod, with glory and honor. So in the Midrash Rabbah, volume 6, page 503, it is written, What is the exposition of the text? And the man and his wife hid themselves, Rabbi Abu explained, At that instant, the stature, or the height, of Adam was reduced to only 100 cubits. When Adam sinned, the Shekinah betook itself to the first sky. From the Midrash Rabbah, Volume 5, page 467, Rabbi Simeon Ben-Yohai taught, you will find that from the beginning of the world's creation, the Shekinah and I had dwelt in this lower world, as it says, and they heard the voice of Yahweh Elohim walking in the garden, Genesis chapter 3 and verse 8. But once the Shekinah departed at the time when Adam sinned, it did not descend again, that is corporately upon Israel, until the tabernacle had been erected. It is for this reason... That the expression is used, signifying that something which had already been in existence and had ceased for many years returned to its original state. From Targum Onkelos to Genesis chapter 9, verse 27, it is taught that the Shekinah will dwell in the tents of Shem. The Lord will enlarge Japheth, the prophecy says, and he will make his Shekinah to dwell in the tabernacles of Shem. But literally, the text says in Genesis in chapter 9 and verse 27, the text states, God will enlarge Japheth and he will dwell in the tents of Shem. So Targum Onkelos renders dwelling in the tents of Shem as the Shekinah, dwelling in the tents of Shem. Now, it was Yeshua who made covenant with Abraham. In Genesis chapter 17, verse 1, it says, Yahweh appeared to Abram, and said, I am El Shaddai, or Almighty God. And this is how Yeshua is described in Revelation chapter 1, verse 8, where it said that he's the Alpha, the Omega, or in Hebrew, Aleph and Tov. The beginning and the ending says the Lord which is, which was, which is to come. So it's speaking about the Alpha and the Omega, and then it says, the Almighty. And so Yeshua is El Shaddai. He's the one that appeared to Abraham. And then in Genesis 17, verse 7, we see Yeshua is the one making covenant with Abraham. And I will establish my covenant between me and you in your seed. After you in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God unto you and to your seed after you. Now it is this verse in the word seed that Paul is referring to in Galatians chapter 3, verse 16, where it is written, Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He says, Not seeds as of many but as of one into your seed, which is Messiah. And if you are Messiahs, then are you Abraham's seed and an heir according to the promise. So it was Yeshua who made covenant with Abraham. In making covenant with Abraham, the one that is making covenant is described as a smoking furnace and a burning lamp. It came to pass that when the sun went down, it was dark. Behold, a smoking furnace and a burning lamp passed between those pieces. And so how do the rabbis see this verse in the one that's making covenant with Abraham? Art Scroll of Genesis, volume 1, page 534. The rabbis explain that, the smoking furnace and the burning lamp is the Shekinah. That, behold, there was a smoky furnace and a burning lamp. This is symbolic or representative of the divine presence, says Rashi. And then, the art scroll of Genesis, volume 1, page 535, Rabbi Rao Begg says, the Shekinah passed between the pieces. Well, we see then that it was the Shekinah that made covenant with Abraham. Yeshua is the Shekinah, and the Shekinah is the glory of the Lord. So it was the glory of the Lord or Yeshua that spoke with Abraham as we now see how Genesis 17, verse 21, is rendered by Targum Onkelos. But my covenant I will establish with Isaac, whom Sarah shall bear to you at this time in the year following. And when he had ended to speak with him, the glory of Yahweh ascended up from Abraham. The glory of Yahweh is the Shekinah. The Art Scroll of Genesis, volume 1, page 583 explains that it was the Shekinah that talked with Abraham. And God ascended from upon Abraham. The phrase depicts the Shekinah as ascending from upon Abraham, indicating that the Shekinah had been above him, since the Shekinah had been speaking to Abraham. Now, Genesis chapter 18, verse 21, it was the Shekinah that descended to the earth. And if we look at Genesis in chapter 18, this is the account where Sodom and Gomorrah is about to be destroyed and Abraham is interceding on Sodom and Gomorrah's behalf. And so it says in Genesis chapter 18, verse 21, I will go down or I will descend and I will see. And it is explained that this is one of the instances where the Shekinah is recorded as having descended into this world. Now, Targum Onkelos to Genesis 18, verse 32, once again explains that it was the glory of the Lord that spoke with Abraham. And he said, I will not destroy for the sake of 10. And the glory of the Lord ascended when he had ceased to speak with Abraham and Abraham returned to his place. The term, the place, is an idiom for the Shekinah, as explained in Midrash Rabad, Genesis 68, 9. And he lighted upon the place, Genesis 28, verse 11. Rabbi Huna, son of Rabbi Ami's name, Why do we give a changed name to the Holy One, blessed be He, and call Him the place? He renders and He met the divine presence, the Shekinah, which is referred to by the idiom, the place. Targum Onkelos explains from Genesis 28 verses 12 and 13 that it was the glory of the Lord that was there. When the text speaks of Jacob's ladder. And he dreamed. And behold a ladder was planted in the earth. And the head of it reached unto the height of heaven. And behold the angels of the Lord ascended and descended upon it. And behold the glory of the Lord stood above it. And he said I am the God of Abraham your father. And the God of Isaac. From the Zohar to Exodus. Section 2, page 230A, it is explained that the Shekinah is the stone of Israel. This is also the inner significance of the verse, and thither were all the flocks gathered, and they rolled the stone, and they put the stone again in its place. Genesis chapter 29, verse 3. By the stone here is meant the Shekinah. The Shekinah being called the tried stone and The stone of Israel. Well, if we look at Isaiah in chapter 28. And then in verse 16 it says, Behold, thus says Yahweh Elohim, I lay in Zion for a foundation, a stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. He that believes shall not make haste. So the Shekinah is the tried stone. Yeshua is the tried stone. He that believes on him shall not make haste. Midrash Rabbah, volume 2, page 801. It is taught that the Shekinah was with Joseph in Egypt. He brought the Shekinah down to Egypt. Rabbi Penias. "...quoted in Rabbi Simone's name, and the Lord was with Joseph." Genesis in chapter 39 and verse 2. From Genesis chapter 48, verse 16, "...the Malach, the messenger, the angel which redeemed me from all evil, is the Shekinah." These words were uttered by Jacob in the spirit of holiness, and therefore they must contain some mystery of wisdom." The Malach, the angel here, says the Zohar, Numbers, is one of the names of the Shekinah. The Shekinah is God who went to Egypt with Israel. From the Zohar to Exodus, section 2, page 4b, when Rabbi Isaac was once studying with Rabbi Eleazar, the son of Rabbi Simeon, he asked him, did the Shekinah go down?" to Egypt with Jacob, said Rabbi Eliezer, Assuredly, did not God say, I will go down with you into Egypt? Genesis chapter 46 and verse 4. So not only did the Shekinah go to Egypt with Israel, the Shekinah is in exile with Israel. Now since the Shekinah was in Egypt with Israel. When Israel comes out of Egypt, the Shekinah is got to come out of Egypt with Israel. And in what form did the Shekinah come out of Egypt? In the form of the cloud by day, in the pillar of fire by night. This is Yeshua leading his people out of Egypt. From the Zohar, Genesis section 1, page 211a, he said, I am God, the God of your father. I will go down with you into Egypt. Genesis 46, verse 4. This is an indication that the Shekinah accompanied him into exile. And wherever Israel was exiled, the Shekinah followed them also into exile. We see this principle stated in the Zohar. The Exodus, section 2, page 85a. Rabbi Jose said the I in the first commandment represents the Shekinah, as an I will go down with you to Egypt. Genesis 46, verse 4. It is taught in the Art Scroll of Genesis, volume 2, page 2000, that also the Shekinah went to Egypt with Israel. Now, this is a major concept because... In the next section, we're going to see that because the Shekinah is in exile with Israel, when the 12 tribes of Israel are gathered back to the land and united, the Shekinah will come out of exile with them. And just as the Shekinah came out of exile with Israel in Egypt in the form of the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night, the Shekinah will lead the exiles of Israel to the land of Israel in the greater Exodus, doing so in the form of the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night, who is Yeshua, the Shekinah. Yeshua will gather the exiles back to the land. From Targum Onkelos, commenting to Exodus chapter 3 in verse 1, It was the glory of the Lord that was on Mount Sinai. And Moses tended the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, and he led the flock to the place of the best pastures of the wilderness, and he came to the mountain on which was revealed the glory of the Lord, under Horeb, another name for Mount Sinai. And it's taught in Midrash Rabbah, volume 3, page 53, that... The Shekinah spoke to Moses at the burning bush. The Shekinah descended and spoke with him from the midst of the thorn bush. We see this as well, Midrash Rabbah, Exodus 2 5. And the Malach of the Lord, the angel of the Lord, appeared unto him, Exodus chapter 3, verse 2, in a flame of fire. So the commentary is the Shekinah descended and spoke with him from the midst of the thorn bush. The Zohar to Genesis section 1 page 166a explains that the Shekinah is the Malach, the angel of the Lord. The Malach, the angel, the messenger of the Lord encamps round about them that fear him and he delivers them. Psalm 34 verse 7. The Malach, the messenger of the Lord, encamps. This is a reference to the Shekinah of whom it is said in Exodus chapter 3, verse 2, and the angel of the Lord appeared in him in a f- flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. In the Midrash Rabbah, Exodus 32, 9, it is explained that it's the Shekinah that brings salvation to Israel. Behold, I sent an angel. Wherever the malach, the messenger, appeared, the Shekinah appeared, as it says, and the malach, the messenger of the Lord, appeared unto him in a flame of fire, Exodus chapter 3, verse 2. And immediately after, it says, God called unto him. So obviously the association is the angel of the Lord is God, the angel of the Lord is the Shekinah, Because here it's not an angel in a traditional sense. It's the messenger of the Lord. The Shekinah is the messenger of the Lord. And it goes on to say here in the Midrash Rabbah that salvation comes to Israel whenever they cry unto him. That is the Malach of the Lord, the Shekinah, at the thorn bush. Behold, the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me. Exodus in chapter 3 and verse 9. Then it was stated, as explained in Midrash Rabbah, Exodus 2.6, Moses was instructed, put off your shoes. Wherever the Shekinah appears, one must not go about with shoes on. Now, what's the meaning of put off your shoes? Your shoes represents how your feet walk. And when you put off your shoes... You're putting off your walk and your way and your desires and your wills. So the principle is, as we encounter the divine presence of the God of Israel, he asks of us that we put off our desires, our own ways, our own walk, and we follow after the direction of the Shekinah. The presence on Mount Sinai that was likened to a smoking furnace is the presence of the Shekinah. Exodus chapter 19 verse 18. And Mount Sinai was altogether on a smoke because Yahweh descended upon it in fire. And the smoke thereof ascended as the smoke of a furnace and the whole mount quaked greatly. As explained in the Zohar to Numbers, section 3, page 191b, the Shekinah was upon Mount Sinai. Said Rabbi Isaac, we read, And Yahweh came down upon Mount Sinai, Exodus chapter 19, verse 20. For the text tells us that he descended upon, or literally above, Mount Sinai, and not on to Sinai. Hence it says he descended above Mount Sinai. What stands above Mount Sinai? Surely the Shekinah. The Zohar, Exodus section 2, page 84a, explains that it was the Shekinah who manifested in the giving of the Torah at Mount Sinai. It was the Shekinah who manifested herself thus at the giving of the Torah in the wilderness on Mount Sinai. Targum Jonathan to Exodus 24, 16 explains that the Shekinah was upon Mount Sinai, which is the glory of the Lord. And the glory of the Lord's Shekinah abode upon the mountain of Sinai, and the cloud of glory covered it six days. And that glory of the Lord, the Shekinah, was like a consuming or devouring fire. Exodus chapter 24, verses 16 and 17. And the glory of the Lord abode upon Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it six days. And the seventh day he called into Moses out of the midst of the cloud. And the sight of the glory of the Lord was like devouring fire on the top of the mount in the eyes of the children of Israel. Yeshua is... The glory of the Lord. The Shekinah. Psalm 29 verse 3. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord is upon many waters. So the God of glory. His voice is upon many waters. And then in Ezekiel 43 verse 2. It says. Behold the glory of the God of Israel came by way of the east. And his voice was like the noise of many waters." Describing Yeshua in Revelation chapter 1, verse 15, it says in His voice as the sound of many waters. Well, the sound of many waters is the glory of the God of Israel, Ezekiel chapter 43, verse 2. Yeshua is the glory of the Lord. Yeshua is the Shekinah. Now, Targum Jonathan explains That the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night, spoken of in Exodus chapter 13 verse 21, is the Shekinah. And the glory of the Shekinah of the Lord went before them by day and the column of the cloud to lead them in the way. And at night the column of the cloud removed them to darken on their pursuers behind them but to be a column of fire to enlighten them before that they may go forward by day and by night. We can see how it's understood that the cloud by day, the pillar of fire by night, is the Shekinah, Midrash Rabbah, volume 3, page 521. When Israel beheld the pillar of cloud, they realized that the Shekinah had revealed itself unto Moses. The children of Israel were led by the Shekinah, the cloud by day, the pillar of fire by night. Exodus chapter 13, verse 20, they took their journey from Sukkot. Exodus chapter 13, verse 21, and the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, to go by day and night. And so the cloud by day, the pillar of fire by night is also the glory of the Lord that filled the tabernacle. Exodus chapter 40, verse 34. Then a cloud covered the tent of the congregation and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. The glory of the Lord is said and regarded as being able to see and hear. Exodus chapter 16, verse 7, verse 10. And in the morning then you will see the glory of the Lord for he hears your murmurings against the Lord And what are we that you should murmur against us? It came to pass, as Aaron spake into the whole congregation of the children of Israel, that they looked toward the wilderness, and behold, the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. And so the fullness of the manifestation of the glory of the Lord and the Shekinah is in the new Jerusalem. Revelation chapter 21, verse 23. In the city, speaking of the new Jerusalem, had no need of the sun, neither the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. Once again, we can see Yeshua is the glory of the Lord. Yeshua is the Shekinah. Israel is blessed When the Shekinah dwells with her from the Targums, the Exodus chapter 20, verse 24. In every place where I may cause my Shekinah to dwell, there will I send my blessing and I will bless you. The Shekinah is the face that shines upon Israel. As explained in Midrash Rabbah, volume 5, page 434, and referring to the blessing of the Aaronic benediction, which says, the Lord make his face to shine, and that is quoting from Numbers in chapter 6 in verse 25. The Lord make... To shine means, may he give you the light of his Shekinah, as it says in Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1. Arise, shine, for your light is come. We also see this stated uh, in the Targums to Numbers chapter 6, verse 25. Thus you shall bless the children of Israel and say, Yahweh bless you and keep you, Yahweh make his Shekinah, to shine upon you, be merciful to you. That is his dwelling presence. That is Yeshua being with his people. That's the blessing of Israel when they had the Messiah of Israel in his presence. It is explained in Targum Jonathan to Exodus 29 verse 46 that Israel left Egypt so that the Shekinah could be with them. My Shekinah shall dwell in the midst of the sons of Israel and I will be their God. And the sons of Israel will know that I am their God who led them free from the land of Egypt to make my Shekinah dwell among them. I am Yahweh your Elohim. Next, we can see from Targum Jonathan to Exodus chapter 32 verse 5 that the children of Israel exchanged the Shekinah for the golden calf. These adversaries who have denied their Lord and have changed the glory of the Shekinah of the Lord for this calf. You see, when you participate in a golden calf system of worship, which is mixed worship of the God of Israel... You are exchanging his Shekinah, his dwelling presence with and among you for mixed worship. Midrash Rabbah, Exodus 45, 4, explains that the pillar of cloud is the Shekinah. It came to pass when Moses went out under the tent that all the people rose up, Exodus 33, verse 8. When Israel beheld the pillar of cloud, they realized that the Shekinah had revealed itself unto Moses. And all the people rose up and worshipped every man at his tent door. Exodus chapter 33 and verse 10. Targum Onkelos explains from Exodus 33 verse 14 that the Shekinah was with Moses and Israel. He said, My Shekinah will go and I will give you rest. And he said before him, If your Shekinah goes not among us, let us not ascend from there. And in what shall it be known that I and your people have found mercy before you? If your Shekinah go not up with us to make for us the distinction and to distinguish me and your people from every people that is upon the face of the earth. Remember, the blessing of Israel is his Shekinah with Israel, his face in the face of the Shekinah, blessing Israel. Targum Jonathan to Exodus 25, verse 8, the Shekinah dwelt in the tabernacle, and they shall make a sanctuary to my name that my Shekinah may dwell among them. Midrash Rabbah, Exodus 33, 8, and let them make me a sanctuary from Exodus chapter 25, verses 8 and 9, And he will ascend and cause his Shekinah to dwell in their midst, as it says, and let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. And the tabernacle is the place where the Shekinah would dwell. Midrash Rabbah, Exodus 35, 1. We can also see in Midrash Rabbah, Volume 6, page 502, that the tabernacle is the place where the Shekinah dwelt. Now, what is the meaning and what's the message that's being communicated to us that the Shekinah dwelt in the tabernacle? You remember in the garden, the Shekinah was upon Adam. And here we see the Shekinah is with the children of Israel in their journeys and dwells with them in the tabernacle. So the principle that we understand is the God of Israel, that is the Shekinah, that is Yeshua the Messiah, desires to dwell and live with his people. He wants his presence to be with us in the way he desires to walk with us is when we love him keep his commandments and when we follow his torah sin will cause his shekinah to depart from abiding with us spiritually our bodies are likened to a tabernacle 2 peter chapter 1 verses 13 and 14 Yea, I think it meet as long as I am in this tabernacle to stir you up by putting you in remembrance, knowing that shortly I must put off this my tabernacle, even as our Lord Yeshua HaMashiach has shown me. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens." Our lives are likened unto a tabernacle. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 8 through 10. By faith, Abraham obeyed. He went out not knowing where he went. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles. And he looked for a city which has foundations whose builder and maker is God from Targum Jonathan to Exodus chapter 40, verse 34, that the glory of the Lord that filled the tabernacle, that is the Shekinah. The same thing is mentioned, Midrash Rabbah, volume 5, page 467, that it was the Shekinah that dwelt in the tabernacle. Now, the Shekinah, which is the glory of God that filled the tabernacle also filled Solomon's temple whenever it was completed. Midrash Rabbah to Genesis 97 again from Judah was descended King Solomon who built the temple. In which the Holy One, blessed be He, was pleased to set His Shekinah, as it says. Then Solomon assembled the elders of Israel, and the priests could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord filled the house of the Lord. 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 1 and verse 11. So when did the Shekinah, when did it fill the tabernacle? When the tabernacle was completed. When did His Shekinah? Fill Solomon's temple when it was completed. You see, when we're obedient to complete a task, that is when His will abide and dwell with us to complete and perform that task. Once again, the rabbis teach, as explained in the School of Genesis, volume 1, page 380, that there is a heavenly Jerusalem. There is a Jerusalem on high. The Zohar... Exodus section 2 page 231b explains that the Shekinah dwells both in the earthly and the heavenly tabernacle. It has already been explained that the verse in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth means the lower world was created after the pattern of the upper which is what we're told in Hebrews chapter 8 in verse 5. From the Zohar, Exodus, section 2, page 231b. Now, the tabernacle below was likewise made after the pattern of the supernal tabernacle above in all of its details. For the tabernacle in all of its works embraced all the works and achievements of the upper world and the lower, whereby the Shekinah was made to abide in the world, both in the higher spheres and the lower. And that which the rabbis is explaining in the Midrash Rabbah is what is stated in Hebrews chapter 8, verse 5, which serve under the example and shadow of heavenly things as Moses was admonished of God when he was about to make the tabernacle. For see, says he, that you make all things according to the pattern shown to you in the mount. Of course, the heavenly tabernacle is the New Jerusalem where the Shekinah, the glory, dwells and abides forever. Revelation 21, verse 23, In the city, that is the new Jerusalem, had no need of the sun, neither the moon, to shine in it, for the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. Once again, when Solomon's temple was completed, 1 Kings chapter 8, the Shekinah, the glory of the Lord, Filled the house. Spiritually speaking, believers in Messiah are his house. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 6. But Messiah as a son over his own house. Whose house are we? 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 5. You also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house. A holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices. Acceptable to God by Yeshua HaMashiach. Our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. First Corinthians chapter three, verses 16 and 17. Know you not that you are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are? First Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 and 20. What? Know you not that your body is the temple? Of the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own, for you are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So, when we see that the glory of the Lord, Shekinah, dwelt in the tabernacle, when it dwelt in Solomon's temple, It was to spiritually teach us that we are the temple of Yeshua HaMashiach. And we are his tabernacle. And he's teaching us through physical example that he wants to dwell with us and abide with us. But how... Does that happen when we love him, when we keep his commandments, when we follow his Torah? But when we break the covenant, it causes the removal of the Shekinah. Targum Onkelos to Deuteronomy, chapter 31, verse 17, where it is written that, in my anger will be kindled against them. At that time, I will drive them afar off and remove my Shekinah." from them to consume them and many evils and troubles shall befall them and they will say in that day is it not because the shekinah of my god is not among me that these evils have befallen me but i will remove my shekinah from them at that time on account of the evils they have done for they will have turned away after the idols of the nations now breaking the covenant results in exile midrash rabbi number seven ten Command the children of Israel, Numbers chapter 5, verse 2. The rabbis explain the verse as applying to exile. Command the children of Israel, as if to say, because Israel has transgressed the commandments, they have incurred the penalty of being sent away, that is, exile. Hence it is written, let them send away from the camp, Numbers chapter 5, verse 2. Sending away has the meaning of exile. As you read, send them out of my sight and let them go forth. Jeremiah chapter fifteen verse one. Out of the camp, that is, out of the land of Israel, where the Shekinah has its camp. When, however, the children were exiled, the Shekinah went into exile with them, as explained Midrash Rabbah, volume seven, page one o five. In the Talmud, in Megillah. 29a it is explained that the shekinah is in exile with Israel it's been taught rabbi simon ben yoḥai said come and see how beloved are Israel in the sight of god and that to every place to which they were exiled the shekinah went with them they were exiled to egypt and the shekinah was with them as it says did i reveal myself under the house of your father when they were in egypt for samuel chapter 2 verse 27 and when they will be redeemed in the future, that is the gathering uniting of the 12 tribes of Israel, the Shekinah will be with them, as it says. Then the Lord your God will return with your captivity. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 3. It does not say here, and he shall bring back, but and he shall return. This teaches us that the Holy One, blessed be he, will return with them from the places of exile. There's another principle, and that is the Shekinah partakes of Israel's sufferings in exile. As we see from the Art Scroll of Genesis, Volume 2, page 2073. God promised Jacob that he would accompany him to Egypt, and the sages derived the same promise applied to every Jewish exile, even those caused by Jewish iniquity. Beloved is Israel, the Shekinah is with them. When they were exiled to Egypt, the Shekinah was with them. And when they were exiled to Babylon, the Shekinah was with them. Megillah 29a. God does not wait for Israel to repent. He shares their agony. There can be no greater expression of His love. We see how the Shekinah partakes in Israel's sufferings from the Zohar of Genesis, section 1, page 120b, Rabbi Judah further discoursed on the verse, In all their affliction he was afflicted, and the angel of his presence saved them. Isaiah chapter 63 verse 9. For whenever Israel is in exile, the Shekinah accompanies them, as it is written, And the Lord your God will return with your captivity. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 3. According to another explanation, the angel of his presence signifies the Shekinah, which accompanies them in exile. If you put away evil, the Shekinah will dwell with you. Targum, Jonathan, Leviticus chapter 9, verse 6. Moses said, this is the thing which you must do. Put away the imagination of evil from your hearts, and there will speedily at once be revealed to you the glory of the Shekinah, of Yahweh. Tarmunkelos, the Numbers chapter 5, verse 2. Do not allow the unclean in the camp of the Shekinah. And the Lord spake with Moses, saying, Command the sons of Israel to send away from the camp everyone who is leprous and everyone who has an issue and everyone who is defiled with the pollution of the life of man. From male to female you shall send them away, that they defile not their camps, for my Shekinah dwells among you. We see that the Shekinah would not dwell with the unclean, Midrash rabbad Numbers 7, 10. Send away from the camp, Numbers chapter 5, verse 2, every leper and everyone that has an issue, and whoever is unclean by the dead. He intimates to them that if Israel will commit the following three transgressions, number one, idolatry, number two, immorality, number three, bloodshed, that they will incur the penalty of exile leper alludes to idolatry as a leper communicates defilement by entry so does idolatrous sacrifice one that has an issue alludes to immorality for both communicate defilement by means of a flux of semen unclean by the dead alludes to those who shed blood and so defile themselves and defile the land by bloodshed We have likewise learned exile comes in the world for idolatry, for immorality, for bloodshed, and for neglect of the septennial rest of the land. For idolatry, how so? It says, and I will destroy your high places, Leviticus 26.30. And it is written, and you will I scatter among the nations, Leviticus 26.33. For immorality, how so? Rabbi Ishmael, son of Rabbi Jose, said, so long as Israel are sunk in immorality the Shekinah keeps away from them as it says that he see no immoral thing in you and turn away from you Deuteronomy 23:15 For bloodshed how so since the text says so you shall not pollute the land for blood it pollutes the land numbers 35:33 and the Shekinah departs because these things defile and the application is to our lives to our body which is likened to a temple we are not to defile our bodies and our lives with unclean practices idolatry and immoral ways second corinthians chapter 6 verses 15 and 16 and what concord has messiah with belial or on what part has he that believes with an infidel and what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, says the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. And I will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Hiding his face is removing his shekinah. Lamentations 3:7. In like manner, the heathen vexed Israel by saying to them, "Your God has hidden His face from you and removed to Shekinah from your midst. He will return to you no more." This is going to complete the third section of this teaching on the Shekinah. And in this section, we began by looking at Genesis, and then we went through Mount Sinai. And we saw that it was the Shekinah that was with Adam in the garden. And it was the Shekinah that was with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It was the Shekinah that was in Egypt with Joseph that was in exile in Egypt with the children of Israel. That it was the Shekinah, the cloud by day, the pillar of fire by night, that came out of Egypt with the children of Israel. The Shekinah was upon Mount Sinai. The Shekinah filled the tabernacle. The Shekinah filled Solomon's temple. And the Shekinah will not dwell amongst unclean things. The spiritual lesson to us is that our lives are likened unto a tabernacle and a temple. And... Yeshua wants to have an intimate, personal relationship with us. And he wants to abide and dwell with us. And in order to do so, he wants us to love him and to keep his commandments. However, if we break his commandments, then um, his Shekinah will be withdrawn from us and... Um, we will see the penalty of exile and the curses of exile come upon our lives. But even though we may not be serving him as closely as what we need, he has promised to never leave us nor forsake us, and he is even with us in our exile. He's even with us And he desires to renew the relationship. What he wants from us is repentance. And when we repent and acknowledge our sin, then his abiding presence will once again dwell with us. And so this is the destiny of the nation of Israel. That even though they're scattered in the nations of the world, that... It is promised that they will once again be regathered to the land of Israel. And when they do so, the Shekinah will leave exile with them and be with them in their journey to the land of Israel. What is that Shekinah? That Shekinah is the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. Since Yeshua is Yahweh, Yeshua is the Shekinah, Yeshua is going to be leading the exiles of Israel back to the land of Israel In the greater Exodus, in the form of the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. And so, these are some of the things that we learned in this section of our study. And in the final section of our study, we are going to examine in greater detail how. In the greater exodus, that we are going to be led by the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. And upon us coming out from worldwide exile, returning to the land, that Yeshua the Messiah is going to return. He's going to set his feet upon the Mount of Olives. He's going to set up his kingdom. And the kingdom is the time... When his Shekinah will dwell and abide upon the whole earth, for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. So, this is what we're going to be studying here in the fourth and the final section of this study.